to Modern Figures Podcast, hosted by Dr. Jeremy Waysom and Dr. Kyla McMullen, where we are elevating the voices of Black women in computing to inspire the next generation of the advanced technology workforce. This podcast exists to highlight the stories of Black women in computing, to inspire high schoolers and the young at heart, and to dispel the myths and preconceptions about Black women in computing. This podcast wouldn't be possible without our sponsors. This season is generously supported by NCWIT and CRAWP. The National Center for Women and Information Technology, or NCWIT, is a nonprofit community that convenes, equips, and unites change leader organizations to increase the influential and meaningful participation of girls and women in technology. And the Computing Research Association's Committee on Widening Participation in Computing, or CRAWP, endeavors to increase the success and participation of underrepresented groups in computing research and education at all levels. Today, we're uh, continuing our series, the Young, Gifted, and Black Academic series, where we're giving a peek into academic life and just basically explaining stuff because there's a whole lot of unwritten rules, things that you don't really get told when you enter a career in academia or start grad school, start real school, start whatever. So, um, school, really. <laughs> what, any school, <laughs> academic, preschool, whatever. Have your toddler listen to this. They'll love it. Um, <laughs> <Mine> we, does. <laughs> she does love it. That's true. Uh, so this episode is going to be about the dissertation because lots of people start grad school or think they want to do a PhD, know they want to do a PhD, but nobody really tells you like what a dissertation is and what all is entailed and how you write it and all those wonderful things. So that's what we're going to talk about today. We've had two other previous episodes also in this topic. So go ahead and take a listen to those. Episode 39 is the first in the series where we talk about um, just who goes into academia and you know and what makes sense and do you remember what the second one is episode 42 is also mm. about academia um and we talk about picking the right graduate school for you mm. identifying support funding we talk about lessons that, that we've learned i'm reading the episode description <laughs> <laughs> we talk ah. about pivotal lessons that we learned along the way to help make our path smoother so uh, just take a listen to those. So this is number three, which is the dissertation. We also have one coming up that's on mentorship. So just, you know, it's a good little, good little series. Mm -hmm. um, T-shirts to come that'll say Young, Gifted, and Black Academic. We're getting those out. Um, one thing I want to remind you that all of these uh, pieces of advice and things that we tell you are based on our own experiences. So your mileage may vary. You know, we are both engineers. Jeremy was his civil environmental engineering and all that stuff. Just civil. Uh, just civil engineering. Mm -hmm. I was in computer science and engineering. <laughs> That's why you wanted to give me extra stuff. I, see. I wanted to give you all the words. Um, and we're black we are women so we may have different experiences than you mm -hmm. um and we're also you know at a, un a large research one university in the south and you know we've i went to a large research one in the north jeremy and south but somehow we have lots of similar experiences but um we're both black and women and in engineering so. that part yeah <laughs> A lot of experiences. I mean, even just listening to the podcast, people probably feel like, oh, y'all have similar stories. Exactly. But then there's like nuance. 
Yeah, there's little nuances, so your mileage may vary. Um, all right, so let's get into it. So Jeremy, what is a dissertation? Like I know it's this big old document with all these words that somehow transforms into a PhD degree. Like <laughs> it's what you exchange for a PhD, but what mm. is it? And first why all, is I, it so difficult? First of all, I love that you asked me this question. Like you are not the <laughs> tenure track faculty member on this phone call and like advice. Well, I've been doing a lot PhDs. of talking. You can, you can say some things. I mean, that's you know? valid. Uh, <laughs> and theoretically I completed one to be here. Um, Just but and for the people watching, you have to talk about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So first of all, I'm wearing this little crown headband on my head because when I defended my dissertation um, at the end of my PhD, I, there was like standing, there was no room. There were people on the floor, people on furniture that wasn't a chair. I was there. People I was on everywhere. furniture. <laughs> you had to turn people away. Anyways. Yes. Somebody and she never advertised me... it. No, no, I didn't. Somebody gave me this little crown and I, I adore it so very much because it's like they just understood me. So it's a little headband <laughs> with gold, like sequin glitter type things with three little pom poms on the points. And I love it. I That's love it very so much. Cute. Um, but yeah, so it always reminds me of that day this little thing and I just it just happened to be near my desk today <laughs> I have a toddler stuff moves uh so yeah um but a dissertation to your question is really just ultimately you sharing all of the research that you've done related to the, your research topic that your work during graduate school was centered around and so we talked about this in an earlier episode, but for you to get a PhD, your role is really just to create new knowledge in your discipline, right? So you either expand on existing knowledge in a, in a meaningful way, or you create something entirely new that pushes like the boundaries of like research in your discipline, which is a really exciting prospect to be like, I, at the time that I finished my degree, I am the foremost expert in this space. Um, so your dissertation encompasses a lot of different things, right? It has all the literature that you've read that's relevant to the question that you're asking. Um, all of like the question you're going to ask, some objectives that you have for your work, describing how you're going to go about like, or how you went about collecting the data and analyzing the data and discussing all of the detail related to that because that's a lot of the time like that's it yeah. like that's primarily the work that you contribute um and and then like kind of summarizing the key takeaways and then putting all the references that you use at the end and sometimes they can be as short i've seen one that was like in the 70 pages length which is very odd what? to me is that like physics or chemistry uh, listen and then <laughs> There, they can be 500 pages, you know, like yeah. depending on the, the discipline that you're in and what is typically seen within them. So, yeah. Um, and that's usually because there's like appendices of data, lots and lots and lots of data that go into them too. So it's, or it's code, a culmination. Or yeah. Or yeah. 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 So it's a culmination of most of what you've done during your PhD program that's around your research. I 100% agree. Yeah, it's 
everything you've done, your whole contribution. And, um, but why do you think, so the other question we have is like, why is this so difficult? And like, one thing that I think is what makes it challenging is that oftentimes, you know, when you have a really large, uh, undertaking, anything you have to do, it's really easy to be like, oh my gosh, I'll never be able to make such a large contribution. Like you don't do your dissertation in one day. Like it's really easy to think about how big it is, but not think about all the little steps it takes along the way to get to it. So usually you'll have two or three smaller, you know, sub goals on the way to answering a question. So then you can break down those sub goals into either, you know, depending on what you're doing, there might be experiments or simulations or testing that you're running or you know, whatever it is, um, you know, those things all contribute to the dissertation. And theoretically, you should be writing it up the entire time. So like, once you have to submit this large document, theoretically. You know, yeah, theoretically, it doesn't always happen like that. But it definitely does not. <laughs> it sort of happened like that for me. Okay. Um, but yeah, because sometimes like before the dissertation is a proposal, Mm-hmm. And for the proposal, you, um, you know, you say what it is you're going to do. And the best case scenario is that your dissertation is your proposal plus data. Mm-hmm. Like you did everything that you said you're going to do and you're just adding, and this is what I found to it. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's oftentimes difficult. And also people don't like to write sometimes <laughs> like writing is not everybody's favorite jam yeah so some people write in spurts where it's like oh i just need to clear my whole calendar and write some people write in you know hey i need just you know an hour a day two hours a day you know whatever works for you but it's hard to kind of identify like what your writing style is too um i think it's so for me what made it difficult was there's no like real point of reference yeah there's no guide for for what it has to look like yeah so i mentioned like depending on your discipline it could be 70 or 500 pages right um so i think it's also worth mentioning like just the process of a phd so that people kind of understand like how we get to the dissertation stage right so you come in and typically when you come in you don't necessarily have exactly what you're going to do for your dissertation day one right that takes time to develop um sometimes it takes a couple of years or four right. <laughs> you know like you, it, it, that is something that is highly dependent upon who you're working with and if they have access to either the research funds to get work done or if they allow and i do mean allow uh you the opportunity to create your own space within the space that they work in um so you know it's really variable so you, you come in you take some classes and then at some point you may take a test to make sure you're competent in those classes that's called your qualifying exam um or you may also have to do a proposal defense. And so sometimes those are written and oral things. So you write a document, which is what Kyla referenced, that explains like what you're proposing to do for your research with your dissertation. Um, or you get asked a bunch of questions <laughs> about the research that you're supposed to do and you give it yeah. like a, a presentation on it instead of the whole written document thing. Um, and then 
you might take a couple more classes, like just to kind of help you develop some skills that you may not have needed before you got to the point where you're like, this is the work I'm going to do. But from like that point forward, it's like all research. Yeah. And you spend years typically finalizing the work. So you're in whatever setting makes sense for the type of work you're doing. Running tests, talking to people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, building Every something, you know, it just depends on what your focus is. You know what else too? I think uh, a lot of people don't do well with unstructured time mm -hmm. because after, you know, the classes that you've taken, you've already decided, you know, this is what's necessary and sufficient to finish. Or while you're deciding what's necessary and sufficient, you know, you have, if you're not taking classes, you just have these large blocks of time. Like yeah. if your advisor is a little more lenient and doesn't care what time you come in or where you do your work sometimes that's like a little challenging because like you could theoretically do your work anytime yeah when you get to that research phase it's very much like that and so usually that's around the time you start working on your actual dissertation document because yeah. you don't want to wait until you've collected all the data because then you're behind yeah right and that proposal like Kyla said, may not inform your dissertation document at all. Yeah. Like your topic could switch. And now what? Like, so you've got to really focus on like, what am I doing? How am I doing it? <laughs> Why am I doing it? Like all right. that stuff. And so, you know, there's an order that people sometimes follow with writing that. And it happens while in tandem while you're still like collecting data and analyzing data. Yeah. And then that's at the end, you've got your whole document done and you make a presentation that synthesizes all those hundred plus pages of information and you tell everybody like, this is what I did. This is why it's important. And you give a 40 minute presentation on literally the last four to six years of your life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and you get a crown at the end if your friends love you. <laughs> So that's, that's like the whole process, right? Yeah. Which, I mean, probably sounds pretty awful to a lot of you. Because <laughs> I, I have to admit, like, I was not trying to do this PhD situation. Um, it just happened to me. And I think, like, I have, I have the personality to be able to, like, adjust and readjust. And I'm good with unstructured time because I'm a planner and I like making schedules yeah that weirdo that does that so yeah I like making schedules so I can see how I can fit in other stuff not so <laughs> I can get my work done but how much other stuff can I fit in and still get my actual work that done? checks out actually yeah looking at your calendar <laughs> I'm like I got 45 minutes right here I can do mm -hmm. something to that Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I, um, but yeah, if you're somebody who, you know, and also we've been trained all through school, you have a bell in high school that rings and tells you where to go when you get mm -hmm. to college, you, you know, have classes at set time. So like, it's weird once you don't have to be anywhere at a specific time or there's some well, small and amounts of things. nobody can tell you what to write. Like, yes. <laughs> nope. Whatever. It's, it's really brutal to like go through the process. And I think being on the other side, wow, it's been almost five years now, like being on the other side and like having been on students committees and seeing the other side of the process, like it's equally as hard yeah. to help guide someone 
through the process. It's not easy. And sometimes like, you know, you're on a committee of for a student where it's like, I don't even know what, like, this is a foreign language to me. Exactly. And so how do I help them synthesize the information? That's a really good point, too, because I'm helping one of my students with her proposal right now. And even though we're in human centered computing, I keep telling her this is also human centered writing because <laughs> your your committee is not an expert for the most part in your work. Like your chair, you know, your dissertation advisor is probably the person who knows this work the best. But, mm -hmm. you know, everyone else has reasonable intelligence, but you have to break everything down mm -hmm. for them. You need to make sure everything is like properly labeled that everything is clearly spelled out you're not assuming that they already know something and when you work in something for a really long time it's easy to leave out details because it's second nature to you and you're like oh everybody knows that's how you do it but mm -hmm. you know everybody ain't on your committee so you need to make sure um you know that it's very digestible like you said like helping yeah. students to like make sure that the committee whoever comes upon it in the future because you know your dissertation ultimately gets published at mm -hmm. your school you know as an actual document and people can look it up people on reference them people can reference your dissertation so if you do a crappy job and you're in a a research area where people are like, oh my gosh, did you read that dissertation? I couldn't follow it. They claim they had these one results. I don't even know what they were doing, you know, versus this person laid out everything so clearly that I could now come behind them, replicate the results or, you know, modify the way I need to. Like you want to be that person where mm -hmm. what you've written is actually helpful because the whole point of the dissertation is to add knowledge to the field. And if you write a dissertation where, you know, you're hopping from point A to point C to point L and nobody knows what's happening happening you know what, what did you spend those four years for so um, or five or six or seven <laughs> seven um so uh when you when you think about like how to help someone prepare to get to that point like what are those steps what does that look like for you as someone who's like helped students graduate to get to the point of writing yeah or like just getting like... their dissertation done like how do they get there Jeez. Woo. Mm -hmm. um, well, it's a multi-step process. So um, theoretically, the as I said before, dissertation is basically the execution of your proposal. Or if things have changed, you're writing what those changes are. But um, the first part is having a good topic. And I think the way that you find your topic is by reading. Like you can't just walk in the door of your PhD program and assume that you know everything that's going on in a research area and you can now contribute because what you may be wanting to do could already be done. It could already be, it could be something that's not feasible. It could be mm -hmm. something that there's a number of things. So, um, and also just because no one else is doing it doesn't mean that it should be a topic that you explore because just because no one else is doing it isn't enough you know you have yeah. to you can't have a research island what i like to call it like you have to have other research that uh, is related or you can draw upon or connects to because you'll spend your whole time arguing why you did everything and justifying every single step of your process if there's no other research that's related that you can say oh i did this because this other paper that's kind of like this did that or i used this method because i found in this paper i used this value because this other paper found this like you need to mm -hmm. have other research that you can pull upon um or that you can draw from rather 
um, to help with your work. So uh, picking a good topic by reading, 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 synthesizing. One of the cheat codes that I usually tell the students, uh, the rumor is, and I won't say the person's <laughs> name, when I was at Michigan, uh, you know, there was a guy who finished really, really fast. We were like, what in the world did he do? And uh, the rumor is that, you know, all most papers, you know, that you most research papers have a future work section where mm -hmm. um, they say, all right, we did all of this. And then they say, hey, also in, in the future, we need to do this. So there was a student that basically went to the most recent top conference and basically synthesized all of the future work sections and was like, okay, it sounds like the everybody's moving in this direction or this is an area. So he basically used the future work section to inform Smart. his work and it was smart like that, that's the cheat code right there because you don't have to you know spend so much time figuring out what's unknown because they're literally telling you at the end of the document like and hey we're pointing just... you to the literature yes. that's relevant too There's, exactly so read 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 it's impossible to know how you can contribute without actually reading in your field because then you might even you know come upon it and say oh actually i don't even like this problem or the way that this field <laughs> solves this problem doesn't jive with what I, what I want to do or, mm -hmm. you know, you can invent other ways to solve it, but you know, it's, it's just helps you to know if this is even something that you want to explore. So first is getting a good topic. Boom. Yeah. So then, um, what questions you'd like to answer within that topic. So, um, that goes hand in hand with, you know, the topic and what hasn't been explored. So, um, you come up with, you know, from my lab, it's about three, questions that you'd like mm. to answer so your mileage may vary but um about three questions and usually we use the first one as your proposal and that's basically like something that just shows this is something worth studying so whatever your dissertation is kind of hinging on we have that first study to be like all right i'm in the right direction so it's some research publishable unit where you know you do some body of work some amount of work it gets published and then it one, it shows your committee that it's worth studying. It shows yourself that it's worth studying. It shows the community, hey, look out for what's to come. So I also like for them to kind of give a prelude to what else they're going to do so people can kind of be on the lookout for it in the future work section. And then, yeah, so have the questions, do a little piece of it to ensure the feasibility of it, and then start uh, start executing it. So. I know I made That's it good. sound kind of simple, but yeah. <laughs> it's not. I think, I mean, you're articulating it in a way that makes it simplistic, but it's not trivial right. at all to read through academic papers and understand them enough right. to make inferences about like the direction the field is going and how you can contribute meaningfully. So this involves like a lot of meetings and a lot of conversations mm -hmm. and a lot of trial and error and a lot of failing. And um, I think that's like a piece of the conversation that often is missing when we talk about like getting a PhD is that you're not going to just come in the door, have an idea, get it approved, start the work. The data is going to work out and right. you're going to write it all up and leave. Like if that were how it worked, <laughs> we'd have a lot more people with PhDs. Right. We get them in 10 minutes. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, it's a lot of running into brick walls face first. Yeah. And 
I don't mean that to sound like really harsh, but you know, failure is inevitable. It's like part of life. And when your job is to come up with something new, you're going to fail. Yeah. And so I, I don't like not doing well at things. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's like a type A personality. Mm -hmm. It was a really hard thing for me to kind of like overcome, like having the experiences of like, Hmm, that didn't work. Now I have to figure out how to do it a different way. Yeah. Um, Cause before that, failure was a bad grade in classes, but yeah, now and it's I, like, and I didn't get those. Yeah. So <laughs> it's just failures like lost time, but mm-hmm. it's also, I don't think it's like, I think it's also part of the learning process. Though, it is. Too. I mean, I, I learned so much from like things that I tried that didn't work out that I could then like iterate and try to figure out, okay, well that didn't work because of this. Right. So because of this, now I need to do this maybe. Exactly. And like, oh, okay, well, that mostly worked. So like that process I think was kind of cool because I I like to create things. And so you kind of see stuff build and grow from the failures. And then you get to the end and you're just like, I did this. Like I did this. I made this a thing. Yeah, um, I would say for me, I had the failest of fails, <laughs> like the failiest fail. Um, okay. Did my proposal, everything, you know, everybody agreed on it. Great. You have this research topic. Great. Do my first experiment. And, um, you know, it's running and, you know, my work is in 3D sound and it's in localization and how people basically can find things in space that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. But uh <laughs> Everybody failed so hard on the first one where we had to like step back and ask fundamental questions. Like, are they actually hearing what we think they are hearing? Can they Mm. remember? So like, even though my proposal, everybody said, oh yeah, that sounds good. Sounds like that should work. We had to take it down to the ABCs um, of just hearing Mm -hmm. (laughs) 3D space and like, and then adding things because basically I was asking them to do something that was really, really difficult and we couldn't, and we didn't know what the issue was. So um, it's okay if you decide on some research questions and they do not work out because (laughs) then, you know, it can help you to figure out, okay, what's the real question that needs to be asked here? And one of the cool parts is that the thing that I was trying to do, my students are like exploring that now, but Mm. I had to do like the, let's make sure this step's working. Okay. That step wasn't work. And this other step was not working. Okay. Now we can put things in place to get them to work so you can build up to that. So don't feel like, oh my gosh, I spent all this time figuring out a topic and figuring out these research questions and it didn't work. What do I do? You know, you, it should give you some, uh, some indication of where other research is needed or what the mm-hmm, real questions mm-hmm. are. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's a good point. Like that you do get like additional opportunities for like future work sometimes as a result of some of those failures. Like it yeah. may not be something you can address right now. Um, and the other thing is like research questions, sometimes change right yeah. like they they aren't like a cemented in place type of thing um and i say that as someone who researched asphalt concrete so... <laughs> and now she researches mentorships <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah i i agree um one of the things that i was hoping that you might talk about 
writing, right? Like whatever the term is for non-technical writing, just like regular know. writing. Yeah. Not writing. For... Creative writing. Or... Oh, maybe creative. I'm... But there's other types yeah. of writing. It's like novel writing or I don't know, no, child. Don't That's know. why I don't do that. Okay. I don't <laughs> do it either. That's why we have a podcast. Exactly. Anyways, um, like getting those skills, I think is something that is necessary. And I know that like faculty, I say this as a faculty member, but faculty who like advise graduate students, they often will help students get integrated into writing mm-hmm. by like a stepwise process where it's like first you're going to help so-and-so write an article that they're writing. And then, you know, you're going to take a larger role in an article that's being written in the lab. And then you're going to write your own article type of thing. And then your proposal will be something that you write. So you have like multiple steps where it's like you're refining those skills. And if you're not, you should ask to join those kinds of projects going on so you can get that experience. Mm-hmm. And I think reading the other articles in your discipline help like give you like a frame of reference for the type of expectation that um, people have. Like I, I know my advisor was a very, um, he was a stickler for like certain verb usage. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you couldn't use certain verbs because he was like, we're not doing that. Like, oh, wow. You're not. Yeah. Whatever. You know, whatever the verb. I had a list of out words as well. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, okay, well, I'll figure out another way to say that. That doesn't indicate I am, you know, changing the world. Like, impact. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Impact has a specific meaning. And yeah. We're not impacting things. (laughs) I'm like, well, I am. (laughs) (laughs) speak for yourself I'm impacting the world Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah I would say like my dissertation advisor he was so kind my first version of my proposal um, it was like from the dawn of time man (laughs) has yearned (laughs) like it was really that dramatic and he was like Kyla this is lovely I sat down with (laughs) drinks of some coffee and love this however this is not (laughs) he was so nice and like I just remember I was in his living room because like we had a meeting scheduled but he had to get his windows painted that day don't ask why I remember this so vividly he had to get his windows painted and he can't shut them because then like the windows will get painted shut so he had to stay with the windows open all day he's like someone's gonna break into my house right so just come over here while I sit with the windows open and tell you about why your proposal reads like a novel and not actual technical writing very cute he was like i enjoy reading it but uh this this isn't what we're doing Mm -hmm. (laughs) but uh, it's really it's really dry in comparison it is very dry right like sheldon cooper from big bang theory like there is no emotion (laughs) behind it yeah how he speaks yes there's no emotion it is active tense the subject verbs predicate (laughs) 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 the subject verbs predicate the subject verbs the predicate (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's very matter of fact, and yeah. it's not how we speak, and, you know, that... Unless that's... you are Sheldon Cooper from Big well, Bang Theory. I don't know how many of our <laughs> listeners are, so... Yeah, but it's not like how that. most of us speak. It's not natural, either. No, not at all. So, that and, like, you know, if, for example, English is your second language, like, 
recognize that it's okay to tell people like i need help with this yeah. if you're somebody who just didn't learn english well like my mom has a degree in english and i didn't even really for real know what i was doing <laughs> <laughs> um go to writing centers on your campus go to workshops on writing go to other professional development at like conferences and things related to writing there's youtube now like youtube was not out doing all the magic it, it was doing mm. beforehand like coursera there's writing classes and scientific writing classes you know make sure you're or technical writing yeah. making sure you're honing in on those that's a pro tip but also make like a writing group and this is for everyone like whether you're a strong writer or not like having accountability oh, to yeah. other people to write like I would get messages from Kristen Grant, you, you know Kristen. <laughs> yeah. So Dr. Grant, he would send me a message and be like, "Are you writing?" <laughs> <laughs> and I would be like, "No, leave me alone." Um, but just having somebody check in and make sure like you're doing the things that you said you're gonna do, because I was not, I was really not <laughs> trying to write. Um, it was him, Rod, obviously my husband. Um, even like my brother would sometimes message me and be like, Hey, are you right? Because they it's know, like, leave like me you, alone. You, they know that you need to write to get out. <laughs> they know you need to write to get out. And they also know like, this isn't why you decide to get a PhD to write yeah. stuff. Right. Like, so most of us, <laughs> you know, they, we've been told like, Oh, get a degree in engineering and you won't have to write. Incorrect. A lie from the pit. That is a lie. <laughs> Incorrect. So, right. Hmm. It's, it was it was a battle between yeah. myself and the laptop. <laughs> and ultimately, I won. <laughs> that is hilarious. Yeah. I would say, like, I've also seen other versions of it where, like, um, you know, people get on Zoom and, like, you don't have to talk. You just check right. in at a certain time and you just say, hey, I'm going to work on the related work section of my introduction or I'm cleaning up formatting or I'm blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah, whatever it is you need you, you need to do. And then you do yeah, that. Yeah, mine's the low-tech option. Yeah. <laughs> you just have people bugging is, you. Yeah. yeah, the high-tech can be like everybody kind of checking in, saying what they're working on, and then you might reconvene in an hour and two hours and, you know, just say what you're working on or what you finished. Um, I've seen versions of it where you may um, – I'm in a group where we say, this week I am doing blank. And mm -hmm. then we check in, you know, really quickly about – Okay, I, I really ain't do that this week, but this week. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, just because you know that someone is going to ask you yes. about what you did and the people who aren't afraid to be like, okay, this has been on your list for three weeks in a row. Mm -hmm. What is really happening mm -hmm. here? What mm -hmm. can I help you with? Or And sometimes you can help each other with stuff. Like you might be having an issue that someone else has already figured out and it's like, yeah. oh, yeah, just use this or just read that, well, do and, this, And whatever. also like, um, whatchamacallit, what was I going to say? Um it was right there um how like your advisor is not gonna do that for not you. at all like <laughs> like they're just not it's not anything against you as a human nope. right like this is your journey that you have to go on and like while they may check in on you in general to be like hey like are things progressing they are probably not gonna be like did you write today right they will not and if they have to you are in trouble because oh. 
professors are busy and do not have time to micromanage. So if you are at the point where your professor needs to micromanage you, just start packing your bag and just, or start turning a corner because <laughs> if turn you, <laughs> you got to turn a corner and, you know, just show them that they don't have to yeah. ask you all the time what you have been doing that day. I feel like that's usually the mark of when you are near the end like yeah. and not the good end of you about to graduate it's like we might have to separate our ways if i have to mm. be on you to do the things that you said you wanted to do yeah. <laughs> this, uh, dissertation. I, I will say like you know sometimes you know for some of us it's really easy to get like so focused on what we're doing that like you lose communication <laughs> with other people like you just like bury your head in whatever you're doing yeah not necessarily the sand but maybe it's in the laptop and in all the papers and all in the, the numbers <laughs> no for me it was like all of the data because i had hundreds of thousands of lines of data that oh i, I was saw I, I recall because <laughs> you know your excel was freezing when it was time yeah. to like open it like yeah yeah my computer didn't have the power to handle the data that i had and that's a whole other conversation for another day. But <laughs> like, you know, I was a fake computer scientist. I've told y'all this, like I was making little algorithms in my Excel file to mm -hmm. be able to handle the data. And it, it was cool, but it was also like, just not a thing that I loved. And so you get like really bogged down at looking at things. And when you look at a lot of numbers and data, like your brain starts confusing things and like, <laughs> transposing stuff and it's like wait did I already do that did I not do that so um yeah like it's really easy to forget like oh I have an advisor yeah they probably need to know like what I I'm doing <laughs> I'm 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 still here and I'm still working and I have an update when I have something to update you on right but right now I'm just staring at these numbers and these graphs and they're still not making sense to me um yeah yeah, I mean, usually if you're in like, hey, I'm still working mode, that's different from mm -hmm. I have the same to-do list item. It's like, no, 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 I did all these five things and stuff ain't working, but I am still right. making forward motion. Or I tried to do the five things. Right. <laughs> well, no, I did five things trying to accomplish one thing. Right. But... <laughs> Anyways, I feel like we're in the weeds right now. Yeah. So, dissertation, you work on it. Accountability. What does it, what does it look like? So like the pieces of it. Yeah. I had, um, I have a mentor. Her name is Angela Lindner. She's Aww. amazing. I love her very much. <laughs> and she was my external committee member for my dissertation committee. So you typically have four or five people who have PhDs yeah, and they serve as your committee. And then one of those people is somebody who's like outside of like your direct discipline. So Angela was my person. She's an environmental engineer. And so, yeah. Um, but she actually did some concrete research when she was in school. Oh, Anyways, that's, that's cool. That's for another day. So um, she drew me this picture of an hourglass shape and then put the sections of the dissertation in the hourglass so that I could, like, visualize mm -hmm. what it looked like. So, you know, you start with your introduction and then your literature review, and then like your methods section, and then you get down to like 
this is what I did. (laughs) (laughs) Um, um, So that's like the data analysis and all that stuff. And then you start broadening back again where it's like, here's my discussion. Here are my conclusions and my recommendations. And this is how I conquered the world. (laughs) And I was like, oh my gosh. It makes so much sense. Yes. Like, big picture, the literature review is an overview. Yes. And the introduction is usually, like, the last thing you write because you, you don't write know. last because it's going to change. You don't know what you're introducing. You don't know. Because you have That's not what, done so it So you yet. can start, like, usually, <laughs> this is my personal, I encourage people, start with the literature review. You yeah. should be doing it anyway. You should have been done it. Exactly. Um, so there <laughs> should be a bunch of stuff that you can reference. Yeah. And just put it on the paper. Because you don't know, like, what what story you're trying to tell. Because it's exactly. a story. You're making like, up the story as you go along. And so, the introduction is like, let me introduce you to this story. But you haven't written the story yet. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so in the literature review, you can lump things together that relate to each other. But you don't know, like, what I need to put first and what I need to put last. Right. So just start putting stuff in. And then you can move it around later. Yeah. One thing I was going to say when we were on the subject of like picking a topic, mm-hmm. I would say if your program doesn't already encourage you to do this, you should do a literature review of your area mm-hmm. because it helps you to one already know what the, you know, what's the current research? What are people, what do we know already? What don't we know? Where are the holes? And then that's your background section of your dissertation document. Mm-hmm. You know, if you do a really good job at it and that can be your first publication of you like synthesizing, you know, these areas, or you might have two different People areas that. that are coming together. So having that lit review is really important because, and we also moved to that in computer science where instead of having a qualifying exam where we just test people on these random subjects, we do something that is more relevant to their research and have them write a paper that I'd like similar to what I just discussed to know what is going on in their research area, synthesize what's happening, and then talk about or discuss what should happen in the future. Because basically you're saying, this is everything that's here. Here's my lane. This is Mm -hmm. what is not. And talking about, you know, where future research needs to go. You don't have to know the exact questions, but you can talk about the topics broadly and some of the findings broadly and talk about what can be added or what, you know, just any type of contribution that is needed there. And we've been saying like literature review literature review literature review it a literature review is looking at scholarly publications related to your discipline or the topic that you're trying to study yeah so that's really all it is um and then like pulling out the the high level like this is what this article said yeah um and connecting it to what someone else said in their article right yeah so like to get that done you typically are using like your library system and not like Mm -hmm. your local library your (laughs) school's library system um which has access to like these large databases of information that's like scholarly publications um you can search google scholar for Mm -hmm. articles you can even just like go to websites for conferences and a lot of conferences have articles that you can um, or proceedings yeah proceedings is what they call them from the conferences from the presentations that were given there so there's a lot of 
opportunity to like engage with the librarian. So don't don't forget of don't forget about them as a resource because that's like their whole mo. Like librarians yeah. at your school, that's why they're there. When I met access. the research librarians, I was like, so you're here to help me do what I need to do? Like, and that's just what you see here in this desk to help people with. <laughs> I know. It's a secret. Yeah. It's not a secret to y'all who are listening. So yeah, utilize and find the research librarians because a lot of people don't at all. Mm -hmm. Like they can help you with your lit review and mm -hmm. scour places you may not have scoured and use their Jedi mind tricks to find things. <laughs> and like, let's say there's even like a paper that you don't have access to or it's behind a paywall. Um, many universities have a way where you can specify, you know, the title, where it is and all that, and they'll get it for you. Mm -hmm. And you can so. tell them or like they might have a system like we have an interlibrary loan yes. system at our university. So, you know, there are ways there to get are access ways. other than like, let me just send an email to this person. Right. If they're alive. Yeah. So. That part too. Yeah. She's not emailing PJ to ask for stuff. I'm just saying. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but you know, I like the the meta talk about the um dissertation because it is definitely broad to specific and then mm -hmm. back broad again. And once you kind of get the purpose of each of the parts, it makes writing it a lot easier. So um, one thing that I know is a weakness for students and one thing that we usually, and this is back to the proposal when you're, you know, talking about what you plan to do, people plan to plan like, oh, I'm going to do an experiment where I measure blank. And you should, I usually tell students to write those things out as though someone else was going to carry out the experiment that is not you. Like they don't have any of the information inside mm -hmm. of your head. So to write all of the, all of the details out in a way that there are no questions left and how you're going to analyze it in a way. And it's okay if it changes, but you just need to show that you have thought deeply about this idea and how you're going to, um, how you're going to go about investigating it and how you're going to analyze your results after you've done that. Yeah. I think, uh, a way to help people like think through stuff like that is to have someone else look at it and see if they can make it make sense. Yeah. <laughs> because sometimes like, in your head, because you have all of the knowledge, you have blind spots. Right. And so you can't see the forest for the trees with some of that stuff. Like, you just need a fresh set of eyes to be like, what did you mean by this? Right. And you haven't explained what this terminology is. Which why is are you using this having, acronym? Which is why having a, a, a group of people working in tandem with you is really valuable. Yeah. Um, you know, you typically take the contents of your dissertation and make a presentation, you know, at the end for everyone, like in your defense. And so, like, I had multiple meetings where I worked on my defense mm -hmm. content and it was like, I took feedback. The first session, it was like, I put way more information. This is my pro tip to y'all put way more information than was necessary yes. on purpose <laughs> on purpose. And then I let them tell me it was way too much information. I think you should just do this, 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 and this. Mm -hmm. Okay. Delete, 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 delete. Yep. Or hidden slide, hidden slide, hidden slide, you know, move to the just end, in case to somebody asks you end. at the end. <laughs> right. Uh, put it after the reference, whatever. Thank right. you slide. And then, 
you know, now I have what I need. But you can't get to that point if you haven't done the work and you haven't articulated it in a way that other people can understand. Yeah. I think that's also, I feel like everything always goes back to community um, because I know in grad school, like as people were finishing up, we read each other's dissertations. So yes, Uh, we, so not only did we read each other's dissertations, we would schedule times where we would watch each other's presentations for anything. And it was almost like knuck if you buck in the room because everybody's in engineering, but like, you know, you do your presentation and we let you get through the whole thing, but you know, we're going to tell you every single slide, what Mm -hmm. needs to change, what needs to this, but it's good when your friends who are in and out of your major can give you commentary because then one that leaves less for your advisor to have to like help you polish. Mm -hmm. And two, you know how clear it is because someone like Jeremy said, who's not in your field, if they can figure out what you're doing or the gist of what you're doing, you know, without Mm -hmm. being in your field, then you know that it's coming across really well. And like your advisor can maybe comment on like technical details or things like that. But yeah, the community, like, and you know, if you, you know, if somebody came and gave you all this feedback on your part, and we had somebody assigned to write down the feedback yep. and receive it for you yep. as you were, you know, listening, but, you know, we did that for each other as a community because, you know, one, you want that done for you, and mm-hmm. two, we're all here to succeed, so, That's and plus, so we don't want to get embarrassed in front of our advisor, so it's like, <laughs> let me make this as polished as it can be before I show it to this advisor person, yeah. so I don't look crazy. My last- <laughs> Mates did that for me, but like my person who didn't know the things was Allison, Aww. who is the person who edits all of our podcast hey, Allison episodes. Girl. She's my adopted <laughs> child, uh, um, but she was but she's also a whole like, grown up. Listen, she was like a Trojan horse. Okay, oh, so wow. like I I asked, could I have someone who you know isn't in our discipline there? Mm-hmm. But Allison has been there. You know, she's listened to me talk about all the things, so she knows what I'm doing. Oh yes. So she comes and she asks all the right questions, like to the point where my advisor is like, how does she know? <laughs> you know, and and he was answering her questions because he was so engaged. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, really? I'm write this down. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like it it really helped me like refine things in a way like I highly suggest having somebody who can come in and be like let me ask questions for clear for their clarity yeah. obviously but with a knowledge like some basic knowledge about what you're doing not just yeah. someone who totally has no idea because it'll be really hard for them to get up to speed so yeah. talk to people about what you're doing and they can help you find like logical errors too mm-hmm. because i remember i was presenting something it's like oh this is the challenge here that's the challenge here and someone's like well why don't you just do blah 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 it's like Hmm. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that, that's a good point. So either let me do blah, 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 or let me address why blah, blah, blah is not right. the next logical step. So, right. So you know, people can help you find those those holes. You did that for me. Oh, I did. Yeah. yeah, because I was trying to figure out like what I could do to analyze the data. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're 900 and 525,600 <laughs> rows of data times a thousand and so she (laughs) kyla was like oh this is easy you could just put it in matlab and figure it out um and my boy matt just the (laughs) just the process of like working with her to figure out how to like do it in matlab helped me be able to then do it in excel yeah because your advisor didn't trust my advisor didn't trust the matlab (laughs) 
Um, I, I, he worried anyways, about the so, wrong thing. <laughs> but, like, it was a frame of reference. Yeah. And that helped me understand things better. So sometimes it does help for you to get, like, just, like, one thought from somebody. Like, why don't you think about it like this? Why don't you look at the data like that? Why don't you graph it this way? Right. And I still don't know nothing about asphalt and concrete. Like, I couldn't. I can tell you the difference if I see it. But that's it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> we're we're going to work oh, on man. that. We're, we'll work on it. I don't know that you need to know the difference. But I'm just it's saying. Fine. I was able to help contribute, though. And it's I don't know the difference. It's just a different material. It's okay. <laughs> Oh, man. oh my goodness okay Hilarious. so um we have a question about like what if a student becomes discouraged with their dissertation oh yeah topic that's and, right like, how do they cope with that Whew. um hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. it depends on what stage you're in i feel like but Ooh. go ahead with what you're gonna say well i was just gonna say um i was in a different world like even like this question to me is funny because it's like <laughs> grad school can be discouraging period right right <laughs> so i i got to the point where i was just like what do i need to finish correct it had nothing to do with the topic the person who was advising me <laughs> uh what the weather looked like outside like none of that it was get it done how do I finish this thing? Yes. So that I can go do the things I want to do. How? Me and my friend Clarissa had a saying called purple elephants. And it became down, it came down to like, <laughs> if it was like, if you want me to put a purple elephant on the front, what shade and how big and what font, like what, what, how, what is the thickness of the line? Because it becomes down to like, whatever it is that you say needs to be on this. Mm -hmm. Let me just put it like literally the name of the folder that my dissertation is and is in and was in is called to please the masses. <laughs> Cause it was basically <laughs> whatever everybody what? said needed to be in here. Cause I felt like at the end of the day, I'm just like, Oh, okay. You said you like past, mm -hmm. present, future, past, present, future. I'll write in that like it was just the craziest alterations where i'm like i don't even associate with this thing anymore <laughs> this is just a document to get finished at Listen, this point <laughs> all of that all of that like i analyzed that data eight thousand different ways i felt like and oh at some point it was like go back to what you no i am not going back like we are here <laughs> this is where we are right. and i am done um but the the question like if you become discouraged like change your frame of reference like don't look at the topic as like all you'll ever do in life exactly and the only contribution you'll ever make like no that's not it like you're putting too much stock into something that is at the end of the day it matters but it doesn't because what actually matters is a degree Right. And the skill set that you develop while getting it. Correct. So concentrate on the skills you are honing while continue while completing this and less on the actual topic. Check the box. Yes. Say thank you very much and get up out of there. Cross that stage, turn your tassel and go. Listen, listen, <laughs> listen. And don't pay for anything that you don't need to pay for. Right. <laughs> rent that robe, rent that robe. My robe has, I'm not even going to talk about it. <laughs> I still I have not worn one. my robe. <laughs> anyway. Including my own graduation. 
probably what, what? I rented and then bought because I became a faculty member. And my first student who graduated was during COVID. So I got oh. to watch an icon walk across the screen. Oh. <laughs> so maybe the next one I'll be able to wear it. But that thing has been in a box since for 10 years, literally 10 years. I mean, my dis my uh, my dissertation, my um, what are those things called? The my, robe? No, Cap and gown? No. Diploma? My like actual degree. Your diploma? Yeah, that word. Diploma. <laughs> <laughs> Like a taboo. My, my <laughs> diploma is in here in a tube somewhere. Wow. All three of them. Wow. Yeah. yeah the only reason mine oh, right isn't here. in a tube is because someone else took it out of the tube and put it up for me. It's a fancy tube. Really? <laughs> Look at it. That is a fancy tube. Mm-hmm. I also have a paint by numbers that came in something like that too. So I'm just saying. Well, I got the you cardboard ones for the other one. It's just plain cardboard. <laughs> So, you know hilarious it's it's they're right they're here they're just not on the wall because i don't just finish y'all just, just finish. finish nobody's gonna ask to look at the piece of paper sure won't they may never even read your dissertation which is fine because it helped you get the degree it is a means to an end because a finished dissertation is all we need yes that's the best not a dissertation one, a not the best one, one ever done a finished one so right check the box and keep it moving did we adequately I, I think we've adequately discussed what happens when you get discouraged keep on pressing focus on what matters and you can pivot afterwards mm-hmm. and i am a full testament to that um spoiler alert i have accepted a tenure track position <laughs> it happened y'all yes. like we talked about it like y'all they know it was gonna happen like who was who was doubtful not i said the cat so <laughs> <laughs> here i am and um you can fully pivot from one discipline to another discipline to another discipline yeah and get a tenure track faculty position apparently it's it's possible it is possible and it's more common than you think like i don't know why the narrative is oh you have to come into grad school knowing the be all end all existence for your life and it must be your life's work and if mm -hmm. you work on anything else you that, that's not your life's work you know it's so mm -hmm. ridiculous like work on what's going to get you out like yes you have yes. to be moderately interested in it but then if you are not it is okay do what you got to do to get out and change afterwards like don't buy into the whole i'm not doing exactly what i want to do i'm upset I gotta go. And then Narrative. praise Jesus for your freedom. Exactly. <laughs> so the, the next question, or I guess the last one is, what happens after the dissertation is written? A lot of formatting. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you were trying to ask? No. I'm, <laughs> I'm just reading the question. As I'm just written. saying, like, yeah. I, we didn't talk about that. Like, there are templates dissertations yeah, start off with it in LaTeX in the template because LaTeX will just make sure your life is amazing y'all can be basic like me and use uh, <laughs> word because your advisor prefers that um oh, gosh. Can edit in that wow but you, you know edit LaTeX you, you could if you chose to want to do that <laughs> um so yeah you, you know whatever the formatting is like you have to adhere to it because it's going to be a published document. Yeah. And so typically there's like requirements for how it looks, what it looks like. Everybody's looks the same, has mm -hmm. the same words on the front, like except for the title and your name. 
yeah you know maybe your advisor's name so just like be mindful that it's not just like i'm just writing some stuff on some papers yeah and putting chapters and stuff how i want like there's fonts (laughs) there's specific there's style captions there's like formats for the captions Mm -hmm. appendices yeah Um, i think there's a glossary sometimes you have to follow you have to adhere to that and um you know, I think once it's submitted, people congratulate you. Usually it's like, yeah, you have made it. I walked out of turning in my dissertation, like to the graduate school with all of the things they asked for. Mm-hmm. The sun was shining brighter. <laughs> the air was crisper. I called my friend Lydia. I'm like, hey, let's go get lunch. Like <laughs> everything was just, I floated down the street. Aww. After it was, I was just like out of the graduate school floating down the streets. <laughs> um, at the University of Florida, which is where I graduated, um, they give you a bumper sticker. What? That says, finally done. So you submit it to the editorial office and you actually have to physically go. Um, what? Yeah, we no, had to physically go. I don't know about now. I don't know now. if that's changed because yeah. of COVID, but we had to physically go. So they actually can physically hand you a thing. Um, and so I took some pictures with some people in the grad school because they knew me. Aww. And um, it was actually a sunny, beautiful day that day, too. And I know what color shirt I had on. <laughs> it was green and blue. And then my bumper sticker was orange. <laughs> They do, they alternate between orange and like blue backgrounds. Yeah. Yeah. But also people uh, outside of the sensory things that happen after you write your dissertation, uh, some people put that into a journal article Mm -hmm. or, you know, like a distilled down version of it without all of the, all of the details of the dissertation. Mm -hmm. But, you know, just having something that's like the culmination of your work, you know, as one uh, one article or maybe a few articles. I know for yeah. me, a lot of my data, I was like just getting it down to the wire. So it was just going straight into the dissertation and I didn't have a chance to like write it. So um, right after I defended, when I started, you know, my first position, I published eight papers my first wow. year. Uh, one part was because of Carrie Ann Rockmore and her faculty mm-hmm, boot camp mm-hmm. and just getting stuff done. And the second was I just had a whole lot of data that just needed to get out. And I think I was using that till almost 2012 or 2017. I was like, hmm, here's another piece of data that like I can put with something that my lab is doing now into an article where it's like I can take this and then another thing my my lab is doing can expand on this and then put it together. So I never published mine. Why, girl? I have reasons. (laughs) Um, Mostly like me being very dramatic about how I felt about the whole process and no yours was trauma filled so I just decided like I was done and there will not be another publication or anything related to this work that I did because I'm mad and now I'm in control (laughs) so hey I um, feel like it was going to cause you a lot of trauma to actually it would have it would have made it, it and it did like I tried initially and then I was like why am I trying like why do I care and I, I, I 
this makes me really like think about academia as a whole and like how toxic it can be for people mm-hmm. like i want to be affiliated i don't want to be connected i don't want to be in this environment where and this is like taking this conversation left but i really hey, feel like we're here now <laughs> you know there's this incestuous relationships situation in academia where it's like I made this person and this person is that person's like relative. Like the Bible, and... this person begat that person begat right. that person. and like, no. I'm done. Right, I have no ties. <laughs> Y'all want to put me on another publication? Go right ahead. Because I did do this work. Right. But don't expect it to come from me because I'm through. And even though it could benefit my career... I know that I could do other things and continue to be great elsewhere and, and did and will. Right. I know one uh, advisor who has the next student in the lab or just a more junior student format, a previous, a previous student's uh, dissertation for publication as part of their process. So, you know, that is a way to keep the distance but still not have to get the publication but you don't get the trauma from i let it. them know like if y'all want to do it you can i will not be on the list um, of people who will be i am not on it i will not not be. on it not there i'm <laughs> i'm cool y'all good like y'all got it and so here i sit <laughs> and i'm i'm chilling like i'm really happy like yeah the separation from the trauma has brought me so much joy <laughs> and I'm, I've not looked back. Like I tried and then I was like, I tried, I gave it a good effort and I'm done. Yeah. I remember I met you in the middle of the trauma and from there to now, like night and day sort of difference. Like it was one of those, how do I get out of here? These people crazy. Now, an assistant professor, tenure track, this person is not a factor in my life anymore. (laughs) Got three NSF proposals and an NIH award and living my life, doing things that like, in my opinion, could change the world. Yes. And people don't tell that story of how everything doesn't always work the way you think it's going to it doesn't mean you just have to leave you know right or just struggle through it you can completely change your trajectory you don't need anybody else's permission to do what you want to do or you don't have to stay in that toxic space yep like you don't have to do the thing you don't have to and you don't have to explain to anybody why you've chosen not to either like i'm just loud and <laughs> I'm honest and I believe in telling people the truth. You ask me a question, I'm gonna tell you the truth. Like this is this is what it is. Yep. But I also know like it helps other people and that's why I'm honest about it. And that's why I'm saying this. Like if you don't want to publish your dissertation, when are you done? Don't. Who gonna check you, boo? Who gonna check you? Apparently no one. <laughs> well, I think we've done a good job with the the dissertation part. Um, some of this makes me think that we need either a writing or a proposaling episode, like an sure. academic thing. 
Like, yeah, like one like of our in I'm a this faculty series. member or a postdoc or whatever trying to submit. Yeah. A grant. Yeah. There's a lot of analogies, though, between like the actual dissertation proposal and grant proposals. So I feel mm -hmm. like that might be something we already have our topics, but, you know, we can we can add stuff in there. Like as we're talking, I'm like, oh, yeah, we're we don't have that on the list to talk about. So. Yeah, we should really think about it. Yeah, could be cool. So stay tuned for number four. Um, I'll tell you the title. You'll hear the title when it happens. But <laughs> stay really, tuned yeah, for the fourth one. We really don't know. <laughs> no, we know. It's just a matter of when we'll do it. <laughs> In other words, we don't know. We but... know. Okay. okay. Should we tell them what all the topics are? Mm -mm. Okay. No, it's it's going to be a you, surprise. I think you kind of went over it in one of the I don't think the I first did. One. It's fine. They'll listen to the podcast. That's true. Just listen. <laughs> Just listen. Also, if you made it this far, congratulations. <laughs> and you should send us a note on Instagram because, like, we feel or like Twitter no, or Twitter. Yes. Engage with us because we be putting stuff out there for y'all. And we're like, are they actually listening? So if you made it this far and we know you're listening because we have statistics. So. Yes. We know y'all getting here. So whoa. talk to us <laughs> and let us know what I want you to comment is we're about to be at episode 50. Mm. What should we do? to celebrate 50 tell us that in the comments and we'll give you a shout out all right until next time <laughs> as always you can find us on our website modernfigurespodcast.com send your questions to ask us at modernfigurespodcast.com and follow us on twitter kyla is at dr underscore kyla and I am at Jeremy Waysom. Visit modernfiguresinc.com to learn more about our nonprofit organization aimed at promoting and engaging with women and girls interested in science, technology, engineering, mathematics, and of course, computing. Until next time, stay moisturized, hydrated, mind your business, and protect your peace. <laughs>